You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, The World at Five. And there were Muslim terrorists, what they are, and all the ones that aren't in, you know, it's not just Hamas, don't, don't think for a minute it's just them. It's every, every flippin' Muslim in the Middle East who wants the killing of all the Jews. They want to get rid of a lot of them. And then after they've finished with you Jews, they're going to come after the Christians. Come after us. So the Jew first and then us. That's how it's going to work. And they're, they're going to, according to the Bible, they're going to have a good go at it. Um, then the Lord returns and stops it all. Oh, the Lord returns. You're going to say, oh, rubbish. You Bible bashing. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, and um, you know if you read the Bible, uh, instead of listening to what your flippin' priest told you, the Bible says, or other silly half wits, go and read it for yourself. It's all in there. It's written written for you. It's written in plain English. Your King James Bible is King James English. That is that is the English as we know it today. You wouldn't be able to understand old English. People say, "Oh, the King James Bible is old English." Rubbish. It's not. It's not old English. You couldn't read old English. It's English as we know it today. And if you look at the dedicatory in the front of it, any old King James Bible, it's got a dedicatory. There's no these or thous in it. And so what if there was? There isn't. But there. But so what if there was? That proves, by the way, that they didn't say these and thous. These and thous and all that and ye and all that. That's biblical English. And the palms started to emulate that biblical English. That's why up in Yorkshire they go, Hey, oh, whose round is it? Tis thine. Tis thine round. It is yay. Thine. And ye is just plural. It's just accurate biblical writing. Ye is plural for you. So when Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil, he wasn't speaking of to one person. He was speaking to a group. So we get sort of understanding. You is singular. Ye is plural. Thee and thine and thou. I mean, what's wrong with that? Howard Morrison sang, um, How great thou art. Didn't he? You know what that means. So why can't you? Why, why, should, why should God have to steep to your level of English? understanding and your corrupt Bible versions. He set the standard. He did it in 1611. That's the standard. And that, I believe, every word of it is absolutely pure. And uh, you won't find a provable error in it. You'll find plenty in the corrupt new versions, the basically Roman Catholic versions, taken from Vaticanus and Sinaiticus, all held there. And the reason why they're still all, the, all still around, and they say all their they're old, and yeah, because all the uh, ones that um, the people read and knew that they were not corrupt, uh, they read them and they had to make copies of them. So they were more modern, weren't they? The new copies had to make copies because the old ones were worn out because they were the ones people are reading. And the ones that everyone rejected, like Beza's D, for instance, Beza sent it off to Cambridge University and said, don't, this is good, keep it for antiquity, but whatever you do, don't put it in the Bible because it's as corrupt as hell. I might not have said that. But he said it is corrupt, so don't use it. And here they are using it in all the new versions. Beezer's D. They use that reading when there's a variant reading. They go for the they go for the one that belittles Christ. They go for the for the ones that uh, that um, try and take Christ and his his um, supremeness out of the scriptures. It's it's basically Gnosticism, and it's it's full of all the new. So you funny Christians are out there reading cor- corrupted Bibles. You haven't even got the word corrupt in your Bible. The only the King James Bible warns us that we are not as many which corrupt the word of God. So we're warned that men will try to corrupt the word of God. We've got a warning. We only get it in the King James Bible. If you want to know about what's going on in the Bible, uh, going on in the Bible, read the Bible. Don't listen to what other people tell you it says because all the cults use the Bible and they go, this is what their favorite line is. They go, now what that means is, <laughs> and when someone says, now what that means is, you know that they're going to spin, they're going to twist the scriptures and turn it inside out. Debate with Roman Catholics on on Facebook, honestly, I mean, some of them some of them are you know good, but honest people are good, but they're not. They've jettisoned their mind, 
you, to become a Roman, the fatal flaw of Roman Catholicism, you have to use your faculty to become one, and then as soon as you become one, you've got to jettison it and just do what the Pope says. <laughs> or the priest, the drunken pedophile priest. Here we are, five minutes. You've said enough, Grant. <laughs> you've said enough. You're a filthy... No, I'm, I'm not filthy. Yeah, but you're saying things about someone's religion that's not right. Oh, well, you know, it's wrong. You know, it's a cult. They're the largest cult. They've got 1.6 billion people, I think they have. Six billion people. It's the largest cult. They've got all the money in the world. And they've got all these poor people all right throughout all these third world countries, all Roman Catholic. You just got to look at them and they don't give them anything. They want us to. <laughs> they advertise on the te- you know, on the radio there, on the te- television as well, that, you know, you give money to this, that and the other. Well, well they've, got, they've got hundreds of trillions of dollars. Vatican City is the richest city in the world. They've got all the money. They've got all the wealth that came from Babylon. A Babylonian era was the era of gold. They've got all that wealth that came down through Babylon, the Medo-Persians, the Grecians, and the Romans. All that wealth is in Rome. And one day, Rome is going to burn. And you know who's going to do it? The Antichrist. He's going to do it when he arrives. He's going to use the Roman Catholic Church to get into power. And then when he's in power, he's going to turn on her like a rabid dog. And she's going to be burnt. That religion, Babylonian religion. It's not America. Don't believe that's the cults telling you that nonsense. It's the Babylonian goddess worship of the Roman Catholic system of religion. It's the worship of Nimrod and his wife Simbaramis and their son Tammuz. That's what the T stands for with the cross. That's why when the Roman Catholics ended up in South America, all the natives were already wearing headbands with crosses on them. And so it was very easy for them to to teach them their form of of this uh, counterfeit Christianity, Roman Catholicism, because they already were worshipping Tammuz. And that's what your Jesus is. If you're a Roman Catholic listening, that that um, that emaciated creature you've got hanging around your neck, hanging on a cross, that's Tammuz. That's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. If you want to know about the Jesus Christ of the Bible, you've got to read the Bible for yourself. And this is what my daughter gets upset about. She you get on a tangent and you get angry and you sound not very nice. <laughs> I don't sound very nice. Okay, let's move along then. Let's go back to, um, let's have a refresh and see if there's any new news I can bring you. Um, here we go. Uh, no, it's nothing changed at Radio New Zealand. Nothing really changes till uh, when they wake up. They don't probably wake up till after eight, I don't think. And by then I'm out working on, on the farm. I've got, I've got little calves to, to give electrolytes to because they got a bit dehydrated and uh, give them a feed. And they're wagging their tails now. They weren't. I had two. I had one die and I had two that were close to death and we brought them back from just hydration fluid. So you know what we used? Um, this is what this is what we used. My son, my son said, "Why don't you just hydrate them?" The neighbour wanted me to jab them with antibiotics, and uh, I said, "No, oh, I don't know about that." And um, anyway, so, and we've heard from Dr. Sam Bailey that they probably don't work. And she she did say in there that hydrating, making sure the patient is hydrated, and you do that with you can use um, like say for a glass of water, you want to be hydrated. Say you're on a ship and you you know on a boat and you're getting sick and you're vomiting up, you're going to be dehydrated and you're not going to be able to get well if you're not properly hydrated. So you can test your skin just by pinching it top of your arm or something. And if it doesn't go back, you know you you need hydration. You can drink all the water you like and you won't be able to rehydrate yourself. You have to have um, what we use is uh, glucose. Uh, so if you have a teaspoon of glucose in a glass of water with a pinch of salt, not too much salt, just a pinch of salt. Now, I think what we do, I've, I have a portable trough for the calves. It's 150 litres, and I put in about 450, mil, 450 grams of glucose. You can use sugar. 
sort of dilute it and then put in 30 grams of salt that's for 150 liters and that is a hydration fluid and you can give that to anyone you can put a bit of lemon juice in it if you like um, and you just drink drink that and they love it too because it's nice and sweet the, the animals like it and it just brings them alive boy and they are then able to um, get back to back to normal again and the body itself can heal itself uh, we had one with woody tongue and normally the treatment for that is antibiotics uh, but what you what we do you just hydrate them and so they they won't die because they're drinking this rehydration fluid and that can stay alive for a long time they get pretty thin because they're just living on you know hydration you know for electrolytes but that'll keep them alive because you can go without food for you know long time but you can't go without water and you, the body is isn't able i learned this from an old um indian homeopath he said that he was a doctor you know a medical doctor as well trained in the delhi hospital over there and he said that no you can drink all the water you like you've got to you've got to hydrate yourself with a, it's a saline solution basically um but it's got that sugar or a glucose is better it's more refined and then the pinch of salt with the water, and the, you just drink that. Doesn't taste wonderful. It's all, it's all right, but but sweet. The animals seem to like it. Uh, but just add some lemon juice for yourself. So one glass of water uh, with um, keep some glucose handy or sugar if you have to. Sugar's bad news. You don't want sugar under any circumstances except for if you're dehydrated. But you have to have something. And if sugar's all you've got, honey would be fine with a pinch of salt. And uh, that will hydrate you. I think it will. Glucose, I think, is really, really good. And you can do that to revive yourself. And your body will be able to heal itself because you can be on all the drugs you like and you won't get well. And even with homeopathy, too, you can have the, you can have the right, the bang on right remedy, but it won't work because you're not hydrated and the body isn't able to do its work. So, you know, I don't know the ins and outs, you know, all the technical terms, but um, that's what you've, it's really important, hydration. And I experienced that with quite a few people as well. And I found that once they got them hydrated, then they came alive. They came alive. All right. So thank you very much for joining me. It's eight o'clock now. I've got to go and um, I'll put some mints on. I'm going to have mints for breakfast. And what, what I'm going to have for lunch? What are you having for lunch, Digger? Mints. Ah, oh, yep. Okay. And what's for dinner? Mints. That's what, what they call it in America. Ground beef. Yeah, they do. And I love our ground beef. I love the way you do it, mate. I like the way you put some rub on it. We're not supposed to use rub, are we? But So we're meat eaters, aren't we? Yeah. We're carnivores and we eat meat and uh, we love it. Our favourite is beef. And um, I quite like strip loin, which is sirloin steak. And what I do is I cut the fat off, not, not, not to throw it away, cut it into little chunks, and then I fry it. I'll fry it and I have it have as little snacks with salt and pepper. And when you're cooking, forget about all the oils. Use fat, animal fat. They're telling us lies. They say that, you know, you should, oh, you're too much fat. No, you need more fat. Uh, we have 20% fat in our ground beef, don't we, mate? Yep, we do it ourselves. We do. We do it ourselves and we make sure we've got lots of fat in it. And if you've got any gristly bits, that's all right. They soon cook up and you just put them aside and feed those to the chooks, the little gristly bits. But it's all good stuff and you need fat and you'll heal quicker as well. Uh, but protein is the key. That is the rocket fuel for mankind. They're trying to say they want us eating um, sandwiches of um, bugs. What do they call it? Um, Locust, no, no, what's, what is this? What are they Klaus Schwab wants us eating. They're basically, carbohydrates is a really cheap way to feed the population. Uh, tomorrow, if I'm back tomorrow, it might be the day after, we'll just have to see. Um, we'll hear from um, Jordan Peterson about 
who actually invented the food pyramid. You'll be surprised to know who who invented that. Uh, it wasn't what you what you think. Okay, so that's my lot, and uh, that's your lot. So it's good uh, good afternoon from him. Good <laughs> goodbye. Well, it is good afternoon for some people listening. So it's uh, goodbye from me and goodbye from you, Digger. Yeah, goodbye. And so what should we go out on? A bit of music and then Facebook can um, make it. If you're listening on Facebook, uh, it's a waste of time really because they will um, blank it out. I've won quite a few um, cases with them, but then uh, you just can't get a sort of a general ruling. But I go on there because at least it gives people um, an opportunity to go over to somewhere else like Rumble or uh, or the streams. Most people listen to us on the streams because I suppose they haven't got time to sit and watch a um, the Earth going around a blue Earth, and um, you know all these funny things happening. World gone mad, twenty <laughs> seventh of February. Uh, that's what it says here. So I've got no idea who's listening or what. I won't know until after because I just ha- haven't had time this morning. Four minutes past. I'll give you a quick weather update, just a very quick short forecast before I go. And I'm sorry, I haven't got through half the stuff that I wanted to get through this morning, but you know, it's just the way it is, isn't it? Uh, so the short forecast for all of New Zealand. Uh, oh, right now it's Wittianga. They've got the highest temperature at the moment, 20 degrees, 21 actually. Lumsden's pretty cool. It's cooled off. The It was about 9. The lowest temperature in the whole country was about 9 degrees. Now it's 7.8 in Lumsden. Now Lumsden is a very cold place anyway. Very cold, but a wonderful place. Lumsden Hills did a lot of um, mustering in Lumsden Hills when I was very young. Learned how to muster, learned how to ride in a stock saddle. Uh, Wellington, Lyle Bay, still windy, but it's eased off about 26 kilometres per hour there. Chatham Islands have 2.2 millimetres of rain. That's the wettest place in the whole country at the moment. Short forecast for Northland, Auckland and Taranaki, including central high country. Fine spells increasing and showers mostly clearing. However, showers lingering about Taihapi and inland Taranaki. For the Bay of Plenty, showers becoming isolated this morning and then clearing in the evening. For Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, scattered showers possibly heavy this afternoon. Wanganui to Wellington also for the Wairarapa. Isolated showers about mainly well, clearing rather and then mainly fine this morning. One or two showers north of Capity late this evening. In the South Island except for Fjordland and Stewart Island cloudy periods. Scattered showers developing in the south and east from Kaikoura to Southland this morning or afternoon. And for the Chatham Islands occasional rain easing later in the day. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It has. Should we go with Van Morrison or Al Green? Oh, let's stay together. (laughs) 